I should have said Uno Dos Trace McFarland. Excuse me. How did that even start? Well, that's the um. There's the McFarland movie, the cross country movie with um, oh, oh, with Kevin yeah. Costner. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's a true story. That came out, I think, when we were in eighth grade or freshman year of high school. That sounds about right. I just remember like all, like every cross country person talked about it, and I was like. I run cross country, but I've never seen it. It's a good one. It's a good movie. I like I've it. Heard, yeah, I've heard it's pretty good. I know they added yeah. it. Have they added it to Disney Plus yet? I think so. I knew so. they were going to, and I was like, I'll, make, I'll, come, I'll come back to it once it does, and I totally forgot. Yeah, it's <laughs> was, definitely one of those Remember the Titans-esque film, how should I describe this, style, Yeah, I guess. Which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. No, I no, enjoy no. Them. Disney's kind of mastered that whole thing yeah whenever they pull that out it works pretty well it works pretty well it's a nice movie for the family usually so oh i haven't seen remember the titans in a few years that's yeah a, that's I, a good one i've seen it multiple times just in school and stuff well we i watched it a lot in school actually i've only seen it once uh and it was like two years ago maybe maybe three and I, I was one of those movies that everyone's like, you've never seen Remember the Titans? Yeah. I was like, I've seen like three scenes. Mm-hmm. I'll, yeah. I'll get there. Yeah. It's it's definitely one of the goaded 2000s true story movies. Yeah. Uh, early 2000s, Denzel. Uh, yeah. Who's wow. the guy? Who's the white guy? The white coach? What's the actor's name? He was in Minari. Oh. Um. Yeah. Who is that guy? Yeah, he show he shows up and he shows up and stuff randomly, and he's not he's a pretty good actor too. He usually does a pretty solid job. Remember the with Titans. all his stuff, the Titans. Uh, Ryan Hurst. Well, he's the maybe that's what he is. Will Patton. I think it might be that sounds right. I think it might be him. I'm looking at Minari right now. Because Minari also has the, he's also Minari. He's the, he's the older dude that helps him farm. Oh, the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If my safari would actually function for once in its life, but. Or my computer as a whole, maybe. Um. I forgot that Ryan Gosling is in Remember the Titans. <laughs> yeah, he is. Him and uh, what's the guy from uh, my uh, my name is Earl. That old sitcom. He's also in a Twin Peaks for like five minutes. Uh, I, he's. I don't know about him. He was like he's he uh he was like the like stereotypical like fat best friend character for like fifteen years, and then he got absolutely shredded. That like guy. Three. Yes. He, oh my God, he was he, in Twin Peaks. Yeah, he's in season three for like five minutes. He's in like episode three. Oh, but he's yoked in that uh, one, right? Or is he just right before? Oh, right before. Um, he's in the scene where Cooper just come walks into the casino, and then he's like, "Oh, Dougie," uh, and then he has a conversation with Dougie Jones, huh. uh, and uh, he's like, "I think there's something off about him," and then like the scene ends, and it, they don't okay. really like bring up to a point that he's like. It's just kind of like one of those random cameos that everyone was like, wait, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> kind of like a, the guy who's Scott Pilgrim. I see. And channels his inner Marlon Brando. I see. Yeah, I haven't, okay. Uh, yeah, I've, I don't remember that. But So it was very brief, though. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like a two, three minute scene. I see. 
All right. Well, I think we should get to one of the the opening of this podcast, which is talking about stuff we've watched recently. Should we introduce ourselves? Well, I mean, we have done lots of episodes, but you're right, TJ. We probably yeah, should introduce ourselves. That's a thing. All right. I am one of, I am half of this podcast, John Phillips. Half of your host. <laughs> yes, I am half of your host. Yeah. Uh, and I'm the other guy, Trevor Chick. That's right. Today, as I was mentioning before I was rudely interrupted, was the, no, just kidding, was the, we're going to open this podcast by talking about stuff we've watched recently because it's been a hot minute. We haven't done an episode like this in, what, a month and a half, maybe almost two? Like 27 years, honestly. <laughs> like 27 years. How did I know that was going to come in the back of my You mind? just knew it was going to happen. I, I, yeah. And, you know, I forgot a lot of this stuff, so I'm going to the trusty letterbox, which you can find our letterboxes by going to the link in the description of our Instagram. Oh, boy. Manic Movie Misfit Pod. So we're going to do that right now. <laughs> With the plug. Uh, do we have elevator music? No, we don't have ele- elevator music on cue. We don't? Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Wait, can, can you switch those and add, it, like, elevator music? You, you can add. There's more... There's not only can we switch them out, but there's more spaces for oh, for more sounds. God. Yes, please. We'll but uh, this I mean, down. we do I have the crickets. That's fair. Which can be a, be a good button for silence. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, uh, TJ, do you want to give off your first? Why don't we? Do you want to do television and movies just interspersed or television? Stuff, then movies, or vice versa? Let's do TV first. I'm feeling TV for some reason. Okay, let's do it. Um, Do you want to go first? Yeah, so for me, there's a lot of stuff I've just been watching here and there. The most prominent piece of television that I've watched recently or finished is MASH with our boy Alan Alda. And that was a real treat and a real... Awesome experience, quality TV experience. In my opinion, there's nothing that beats, movies can't even do this. The emotion that I get when a television show finishes with characters that I've lived with for so long finishes, very, movies don't really, can't make you have that emotion that television can. I think the only thing that really comes close to that is like, when it's like, like when it's a long movie series, it's like really become like something you talk about like normally. Uh, that like has been going on for like 15 20 years like uh that's kind of like harry potter or star wars or something like that but i yeah it doesn't really honestly come close then again i i don't watch much tv shows yeah in, in my opinion yeah and it, it's a totally fair argument though. right I, to- I totally agree though yeah it's just your television has more time for you to grow attachment mm-hmm. to characters and it becomes the show if it's really long, especially if it's really long, becomes a norm for you, you know. Oh yeah. And so once that norm goes away in a very emotional way and resolving way, it it really hits you hard. And this one was no exemption. And they did it really well. It wasn't one of those things where they thought, oh, you know, we have the all these people watching, we can just kind of do a little crappy twenty twenty minute, you know, finale ending because we have all these people we don't need to do anything fancy they went all out as shown by gosh darn it (laughs) hold on (laughs) oh boy 
Hold on. Just it's pretend happening. there's elevator music playing. Yeah. Just pretend. As exemplified by the runtime, which is almost two hours long. Almost. Not quite, but almost two hours long. And the I'm not going to give anything away because TJ will watch it at some point, I know. And you guys who are listening will probably watch it at some point. But they hit a lot of great nostalgic notes and all the while making up some new plot line actually in surprising twists in this finale and match went on 11 seasons so it it definitely is it is one of the longest running sitcoms ever 11 seasons seems to be a very trendy number with great sitcoms you know or 10 to 11 because you have Friends, that's 10. Cheers, that's 11. MASH, that's 11. That seems to be kind of a trendy number. Uh, Like, well, I'd say even just like late, like 8, 9, 10, somewhere in there. Yeah. Like, I, that's to start. Well, I always like long-running ones. Right. Like, yeah, that kind of also fits in with like Seinfeld and stuff like that. Yeah. And, yeah, it just hit all the emotions. I was skeptical. I've, I think I've said this before in the podcast. I was skeptical about how they were going to end mash because after about even six or seven seasons, they started repeating themselves and they were basically saying, okay, we know we're in the Korean war. So we're just going to make you depressed. And we know that's going to work because everyone can, it's easy to get depressed with all these war, you know, injuries and, and medical stuff going on. And that's great and all, but after a while it gets kind of annoying that they're trying to get this one singular emotion out of you and they know they can do it. And, and you kind of get bored by that. And so fortunately the writers and Alan Alda and whoever, cause Alan Alda had a big part with the, with the show. I mean, not only being the main character, but especially later on in the show, he starts directing more episodes and help writing more episodes. They kind of figured out some new stuff and some new material that they hadn't touched, getting really creative with these, with their, with their plots and writing stuff. Like that, whether it would be, you know, Alan Alda's character going to the front line and doing stuff like that or something along those lines. And that made it really interesting and made me reignited the fire in me to finish the show and, and continue with it. Because there was a hard lull there for me where I was just barely getting through these episodes. I remember this. Yeah, that was that was a long period. <laughs> it was. It was. It was a long period. But oddly enough... Not long, not quite as long as I thought because I finished the show within a year, which is kind of weird to think about. Did you really? Yeah, I started in the spring of last year. That would make sense. February, well, maybe not spring, but late winter. So February time frame. Yeah, yeah I remember uh, your dad was watching the finale like last, last year-ish. I think last winter break, I think yeah. it was. And I watched like the last like 20-ish minutes with him. Um, just offhand, and you were like, "I can't be spoiled." Yes, and you and Emerson like stayed on the other side of the room, and I was like, mm, "Mash." <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to be spoiled. I hate spoilers, and so I didn't know if there was going to be big anything big popping up, but I wanted to be safe. Yeah, fair enough. And yeah, it was it was I really enjoyed it. It's. For those that don't know, also, I've been going on this sitcom journey where oh, the sitcom journey. Th- this all started because one of our friends, Austin, <laughs> proclaimed that Friends was the greatest sitcom of all time. Oh and at God. the time, I myself, I was raging on him and not quite, not quite raging, raging at the right, 
right word, but I was frustrated him. by all these people that were saying friends, friends, friends. It's the it's the greatest. It's the greatest. Yeah. There's no other sitcom that compares. Office. Yeah, yeah friends in the show. office. And I hadn't seen Friends yet. I saw The Office, and I and to, I was finally decided. You know what? It's I am time. going to watch all these sitcoms. So whenever I have an argument with someone. I can say, have you watched MASH? Have you watched Cheers? Oh, no, you haven't? All right. Well, you don't count. You can't You can't be in this conversation. Anyway, no, but so I, I, I did watch Friends, and I've said this on the podcast. It is my favorite sitcom, and I do think it's the greatest sitcom I've watched so far. It's Yeah, it's, I mean, you can't go wrong with Friends. Yeah. Just the way they managed to have... I have yet to see a sitcom where sick, the six main characters, the, the main characters in the sitcom could all run their own sitcom. Yeah. Yeah, they they are truly their own characters. Yeah. They don't run under the same comedy beats that you see with essentially every other sitcom. Yeah. Um, they all have their own little niches. Yeah, yeah, they all have yeah, their own way of, like, getting through situations, which keeps it fresh. Uh, even if they kind of do, re- like, even repeat a situation but with a different character, it makes it funny because it's considering you've never... It's it's different seeing Joey get through a situation than Rachel or, uh, yeah, so on and so forth, which is really cool. Yeah, they all have ultimately they all have their own humor. Yeah, which when you're watching, you know, a sitcom like Cheers or Mash, you can tell that they're all under like the same writer. Yeah. Like you can tell it's the same writers with the same style of jokes. They may be tweaked for the character's personality or whatever, but. The, the 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 central theme is they're all kind of under the same umbrella. Yeah. Whereas again, the friends characters are not. They're very much have their own style of of presenting humor, etc. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's that's one thing I really liked. Yeah. How far was I through Friends? Like, like this point last year, mm. I must have been like at least season four or five. I I got through those first few seasons really fast. Okay. Uh. Because, yeah, I watched this about this time last year. Yeah. Because um, you you finished it not too long before me. Or, like, watch it. And I was like, I guess I'll, I guess I'll try it. <laughs> I finished Friends in, like... I'd, I'd say, like, a month, I think. it was. That sounds about right. Because I was watching episodes every evening. Yeah, I remember that. I was going to say... That and Clone Wars were the ones where I was just like, you are already through this. Yeah. I think Clone Wars was the one I was like, Jesus. Because I think every two days you would ter- you would like text me and be like, all right, I finished another season of Clone Wars. Yeah. And I'd be like, where's your time going? <laughs> it took yeah. me like six months to get through this show. Yeah. Because, um, well, the re- so the part of the reason why I finished it so quickly is because I wanted to watch- finish it for Boba Fett. Or not for Boba Fett. Mando. Oh. Yeah, because there was there was rumors of characters that, of characters in Clone Wars showing up. Oh yeah, that was that time frame. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Yeah. Also, it's a long time ago. I don't think we're getting a Mando this season, this year. I think we are. Oh, I we think are. it's later. Um, because I thought maybe I thought something that said me maybe we didn't. I don't know. Yeah, I I'm I'm still confused because some people are like it's coming this year, and some people are like it's still in production. Um, but we're still we're getting some many other Star Wars. Yeah, shows. it doesn't. Obi Wan or Kenobi? Yeah, why well, I have them all written here. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're getting another Bad Batch season. Oh, that's um, right. Let's see, where was it? Oh, it's right here. Yeah, um, the the new Cassian Andor series, guy from Rogue yeah, One. I don't know how I feel. I mean, like I, it's not one of those shows that I'm mega hyped for, yeah. but I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's it's like some of the like the Marvel shows that are coming. 
I, I'd say even Marvel movies too. Uh, like I'm not too interested in the uh, the, the fourth Thor movie. Yeah, I yeah I don't really care. Um, Obi Wan, maybe Mando three, and then Bad Batch two. The reason I'm excited for Thor is because you know how much I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and Chris Pratt is not confirmed, but in the Thor one, the Thor one, he's not confirmed, but like there's a pretty big chance I he's going to be. I think they are confirmed. Oh, they, they they are confirmed. Yeah, I think they've been confirmed for a while. Uh, of like they're at least making an appearance in some way. I don't know if it'll be like. They're in it for like 10 minutes or if they're there for like half an hour. Which I'm hyped for because none of none of you listeners would understand, but TJ's probably seen on my letterbox that I've rewatched the, the Guardians, Guardians movies. movies. Literally in the last two months, I've probably watched both Guardians movies like four times a piece. I, I can't do that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't love those movies as, as yeah. much as everyone else. I don't know. I feel like I'm the only person on planet Earth who just thinks the guardians movies are meh and puts them at the bottom of my mc ranking and everyone thinks i'm insane for it the reason i like them is because the music and the music is great you you even like the music it doesn't like the music of those movies yeah that's i think that's one of the things i like the most of that movie yeah or those movies at least the the placement of said music there's some great music placement oh yeah in the film like when they have Lakeshore Drive as they're going out of the place where the golden people were. Oh, were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are. And, they're, and the ship's leaving. Like, that's just that. Uh. That's just real cool. And, and stuff like that. And I, the humor, I, I love Rocket. I love all the humor in that. Oh, yeah. When he, when he tells Star-Lord to go get the dude's uh, fake leg. Oh, it's a fake leg. That's the what fake leg. The, uh, yeah. And then and he gives it to him because they're making this plan to get out. And, and Rocket just tells him he didn't even need it in the first so place. And just, and was just, like, asking Star-Lord how, what it looked like when he was hopping around the one leg. Those jokes are great. Like, yeah, I, I will say some of those jokes are great. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't love all the jokes. Okay. I don't – yeah. Then again, I haven't seen these movies in, like, four or five years. Yeah. Almost the last Guardians movie. Yeah, it's 20 – wasn't it, like – I feel like it was 2016. Or am I going 20, back too far? I think it's 2017. I think it's 2017. The same year as, okay. Uh, I think it's the same year as Homecoming. It's been it's been a hot minute. Yeah i I've only seen Guardians two once, and I've only seen Guardians the first Guardians maybe twice. Yeah. Also, the 4K watching. If you're gonna watch Marvel movie in 4, Marvel movie in 4K, honestly, it's, it's the honestly, second one. Oh yeah. So the second one's where they up the colors and make yeah. them like really cool. Yeah, I sent TJ a snap on this, but the throne room scene. In 4K with the contrasting blues and gold in that throne room, that that set design, so good. It looks so oh, yeah. cool. That um, I mean, yeah, that and um, oh god, I don't know why, but I feel like there's one scene like near the beginning, which is white and gold, but it looks really cool. Of the it might second be, one, yeah, it might be when he's on uh the ship, like ego ship. Oh, you're, yes, yes. I don't know why. I always think that is the most aesthetically pleasing like Marvel scene ever. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah, I I can I can understand that. Also, one bit that always gets me is when Kurt Russell's character Ego calls Rocket a triangle-faced monkey. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny. And, and you could just see Rocket cupping his nose <laughs> after the joke. It's so, so funny. Good. Anyway, this is complete sidetrack. Yeah. But MASH was good. I enjoyed it. We'll have another discussion on that way down the road once you watch it, TJ. 
Other television shows, I'll do this quickly since since I spent a lot of time on MASH, and then TJ, you can tell tell us your t- television shows. I started Longmire, oh. which is a Western television show that came out in the mid-2010s, I want to say. That sounds about right. And there's no true um, big actor in it. Robert Taylor is well-known specifically for that television show. Isn't Lou Diamond Phillips in it? That's true. He's semi-big. He was big in the day. Yeah. 80s. Yeah. Right? He was pretty big. He was in He was in Young Guns, right? Isn't that mm-hmm. what that's called? Yeah. Um, and Stand and Deliver. Yeah. He he had a few big movies in that time. Uh, he wasn't, like, the biggest of stars, though. Um, yeah, I don't think he was, like, the big draw for Young Guns or anything like that. No. But he had the La Bamba. Yes. How could I forget? Yeah, which is probably so – that's the – movie that i've seen with his with him in his biggest role the biggest role in the movie which of course because he's the main character yeah uh, richie valens yeah i think that's like his biggest movie i'd say yeah well, always like biggest role and also a pretty big movie right so i've watched four episodes of that so far okay 50 minute episodes he's been in lou diamond phil specifically has been in three of them i think three out okay. of the four and he's an interesting character so far interesting i don't of course i don't have a whole lot to say on the show as a whole because yeah, I've only you, seen four episodes. And how wait, how many seasons are on, like the first episode or first season? I haven't looked. Like thirteen, but yes, yeah, it's something that like a standard right. first season show would yeah. have. Pilot season would have. Okay, and it goes for six seasons, I believe. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, th- I remember looking at it, it was like five or six. Yeah, but I know Cowboys and Indians magazine, which is a Western magazine, has quoted it, has said it's one of the best Western shows ever. They've quote, they've had it pretty high up there on their list and, or they've talked highly of it. All right. And I'm, so I'm interested because Westerns are my favorite genre. Oh yeah. So I figured, you know, this is a good way to, to start. It's not a true Western show. It's more of a neo-Western cause it's mo- more modern Western yeah. stuff, but it's still a Western it still show. Oh, yeah, it's, I've always, it's set in Wyoming. I've always heard people really like it. So yeah. That and uh, there was some Yellowstone are like the two modern Western shows that you always seem to hear about nowadays. Which I'm interested when I get to that as well. Yeah. Because I keep going out there and saying, you know, my favorite genre is Westerns. I need to start immersing myself more in it. <laughs> more of the television aspect. I mean, I still have plenty of movies I got to catch up on. Yeah. But, you know, I'm going to take my time and, that's, and yeah, stuff that, like that. I feel like that. that's everyone with every genre. Right. Longmire, starting that, started watched the first episode of Seinfeld because I finished MASH. Okay. It, it's it's just... It gets so I don't, much better. Yeah, I don't have any... It wasn't it's, good. It wasn't bad. Yeah, the first it season... It was meh. It was fine. The first season, I will say right now, I feel like it's it's where they do all, like, all the basic like episodes you'll see from a sitcom right up front. Okay. They will do... Every, like The first, f- I'd say maybe first half of season or season one's only like five episodes it's really short uh and then maybe the first half of season two is where they just kind of they're they're going through the motions like all the writers are kind of getting the gist everyone's kind of like getting their thing but once you get into like late season two early season three around like episodes like the note and uh what's the other one the chinese restaurant stuff like that that's where it really like you really start to see like okay, here's what this show actually is, and here's how we're going to, like, make it, like, continually make it good. I see. Yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm interested to see where that one goes because I think in my list, the shows that I have left 
for this sitcom binge, which is which is not so much a binge, but sitcom list. Yeah. Is Seinfeld, I Love Lucy, and Fresh Prince. Okay. I th- those I pre- I pretty much covered all of the iconic sitcoms. Yeah. I would say. I was, was going to say I think you've hit all most if not all the really really big ones. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh speaking of Seinfeld, I just made it into I'm like halfway through season oh, yeah. 6, which Which is there's 8. Nine. Right? Oh, there's 9. Yeah. Uh I just passed like the 100 episode mark uh 2 or 3 ago. It's it's pretty good. Okay. Um Well, yeah, once they start bringing in like all the fun side characters, it's it, it it's hilarious. And What's the guy from Curb Your Enthusiasm? Larry David? Yeah, he's one of the writers on yes, Seinfeld. Yes, he's, he's, he, uh, him and Jerry Seinfeld were, like, the head people. They produced it, and they wrote a lot, like, a solid chunk of episodes on, uh, like, the heads of the show. Larry David, I think, lives in season eight? Eight or uh, seven, maybe even as early as seven. Maybe, like, towards the end. Um, but, like, that's where, like, it's like weirdly iconic, but people say it also like weirdly goes off the, like goes gets a little out there, which is weird because like, like I, said, I I probably said this before, but if you tune into like see the CW, which like plays Seinfeld like every day, you'll probably catch a season nine episode, mm. which is really weird, um, co- compared to like Friends where it's like season five and season six like the golden period, um, or like season four as well, um. But then again, like, the later episodes for Seinfeld are, like, the meh seasons. But they're also, like, like I said, the ones you'll probably find. Just watch, like, scrolling through TV. So I don't know. The I mean, the general thing with sitcoms is usually the two or three seasons, the two, one or two seasons, really, that lead up to the final season are usually and have the best. The, the wor- well, the, I was gonna say the oh the, the worst, worst stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because oh, yeah, I've been thinking of the wrong seasons. Because with Friends, it's the whole Joey Rachel thing, which makes like no goddamn yeah. sense. And that whole arc with yeah. them, and then them, oh, we love each other again. It's a that's a whole thing. But um, that, and then with Mash, as I mentioned, you know, the, yeah, though there's that there's the, like up until season eight even nine to a little extent they are definitely just banking on what they've done before as i highlighted earlier in the podcast yeah so yeah so that that is that is interesting and i i I know larry david is a big comedy guy i mean he has curb your enthusiasm which is also a very successful he's so funny he i I think he has like as a writer he has so like a lens of like taking something that is so like mundane and like and then to making it like throwing like the stupidest curve on it and making it like super insane, and like, oh, it's so good. Um, I watched like a compilation of like some of his curvier enthusiasm stuff. And mm-hmm. It is so funny, um, because like some of it is just so relatable, and you're just like, oh god, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's so cringy because it's so true. Okay. Um, that's more curb because he it's literally just Larry David and he's like. He's being Larry David. Does he play himself? Yeah. Okay. That's the whole show. Is uh, he pl- he plays himself and he do- puts himself in like situations that annoy him. <laughs> okay. He 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 has such like a weird way of writing that's like 
weirdly genius. I do love you, Larry David. Do you see elements of that in Seinfeld at all or oh, not really? yeah. Okay. Seinfeld is like the stepping stone to curb your enthusiasm. I see. Um, and yeah, because it's like taking a situation, throwing as much stupid stuff you can into it and make it like stupid characters and stuff and then like seeing how it turns out. I see. Um, and he like he's kind of just like it's a formula for him that works and never really gets old, in my opinion. And I think a lot of people like see that considering Seinfeld went on for, what, nine seasons? And Curb's been on for, what, 11? It's still going, isn't it? It's still going. I think the latest season's still coming out, like, right now. Wow. Um. So it's it's banked in, like, 30 years' worth of content. And it never gets old, because it's so funny. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think... It's so... Is Curb Your Enthusiasm, you wouldn't classify it as a sitcom, would you? It kind of is. Okay. It's, it is different. It doesn't have, like, I mean, it's, it's, it hits, like, sitcom beats. Like, it's very, like, Seinfeld in its nature. But, um, it does, it still has kind of, like, that streaming service, like, as, as, like, later as it goes on. Uh, it kind of has, like, that energy. Um, also because like sitcoms have kind of evolved, I guess. I don't know. That's fair. Um, cause like you usually don't, you, I feel like if you tuned into sit, like a sitcom today, you wouldn't see like, Friends. is there a laugh track for curb? No. Okay. Uh, there is for Seinfeld though. Yeah. There, uh, one thing I want to mention real quickly about mash before I forget, cause I want to bring this up, but just real, real quickly is for those that don't know, cause the laugh track reminded me mash was the first television show ever to incorporate the two timeline, two plot line episode, which is yeah. have a drama oriented plot and a comedy oriented plot, which you see in essentially every sitcom after MASH. Yeah. So I just want to throw that out there for those that are want to know a little bit about why MASH is so iconic. Oh, that's I mean, part of the reason. MASH is just like it's like the Whoops. pinnacle of sitcoms. It's like you without MASH, you do not have like any sitcoms like in general well think about the world the, i mean there's other like 50s ones like i love lucy but like correct i, I think like the it's like the modern like one that like really like it snapped it into like perspective it's like what star wars is for movies where it's like yes movies are cool before star wars but star wars it, like revolutionized the way we like look at storytelling and like stuff like that um and I, yeah that's pretty much all i was going with that <laughs> no 100 percent. i totally agree and it's but and unlike Star Wars, you know, your casual sitcom viewer, especially nowadays, has no idea what Mash is, or probably has very little knowledge on Mash. And oh, yeah, probably not. And the sitcom they're watching most definitely has influences from Mash. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Without Mash, you don't have Friends and um, and like Seinfeld, and without Seinfeld and Friends, you don't have The Office, and literally anything past the office because the office is kind of that stepping stone for the new generation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like this weird cyclical cycle that some people, I, I feel like just don't understand now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's yeah, it's bizarre. It is. So anyway, there's your little history <laughs> trivia on mash and its influences. Yeah. Back to Seinfeld. Well, we, yes. we can finish up with Seinfeld. Yeah, might as well. I, we had a good discussion with that. Yeah. Um, I'll just kind of finish up. Like, uh, I, I love the show. I've been watching it for at least like 10 years, just offhand. 
You would watch episodes with your dad a lot, right? Oh, yeah. It's always on, like, 8 o'clock on TV. I just always seem to catch it. And, like, so I've seen, like, a lot of those iconic episodes, and I'm like, yes, I love it. Um, So it has, like, a little special place in my heart. And I've, but I've never seen it all the way through, so I'm I'm doing that now, um, and I love it. I I I get to the iconic episodes, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm here! Thank God, I love the, like the marine biologist and stuff like that. Like some of those are so funny, um, and I think as a show, I think it is the funniest sitcom. Okay, because um, I think it, it's just like. Like I said, Larry David and all those guys know how to make like a normal situation so funny and so relatable. Um, but I do think that f- I do like Friends in the aspect that like I could binge Friends and I would like I could like, you really like grow an attachment to like all the characters. Where Seinfeld, the whole point is you don't really like the characters as much because they're kind of assholes and they gotta kind of get their comeuppance through the, like the seasons. Um, which is like, it's a totally different aspect and I love that in and of itself. Um, but the idea of like, actually like attaching yourself to characters and stuff like that, I I think is something friends does exponentially like, like off the charts. Well, cause I mean, I love all those characters and I mean, I was sad when it ended and I was like, Oh, it's the same thing that I was mentioning earlier about, you know, when that finale comes, when it hits, it's, it's like, Oh no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my sitcom section. So my question is, I I don't know how you've seen it, TJ, but I always feel like the general Seinfeld audience aren't really Friends fans because the general Seinfeld audience are usually older people. Yeah. I, I think um, that's right. Is that what you've seen? Yeah, usually, uh, for what I've seen, usually Seinfeld fans, I, I think my my voice just got louder in my my mic and I was like, whoa, um, <laughs> regardless, um, the usual, I, I, what I always seem like to find with Seinfeld and friends, at least for like people I know who have seen it, usually I'd say like older, like 40 year olds are usually into Seinfeld more like people 40 ish and older, like my parents, uh, I know my coworkers are a lot, some of my coworkers are a lot more into Seinfeld and stuff like that, but, like, I'd say, like, younger people, like, at least people who, like, are kids who understand, like, 90s stuff are a lot more into friends. Like, uh, like, my, a lot of my younger coworkers, uh, like, one of, one of my best friends is into friends, like, a lot, and, or it might be her sister, regardless. Um, like, younger people, um, where, like, it kind of has, like, this divide, I think it's kind of just, like, how old were you? And, like, were you willing to do a more, like, attachment, funny, like, or not fun, attachment. Oh, like, you go for more for, like, the characters you're attached for and, like, a more, like, I want to say drama-centric one? Or do you want to go where, like, it's it's just comedy-comedy? So, like, it's it's interesting. Okay. Yeah, and, you know, it does make sense considering how old not only the characters are yeah in each show especially considering the fact that friends is literally about you know late 20 year olds yeah yeah late 20s 20s 30 year olds trying to live and in in the world yeah yeah with friends it's like the plot can be summed up in like 
20 year olds live their lives um where like 30 or where seinfeld is like it's they're a little older they're uh they're a little more like it, it, i don't know how to like yeah, there it's 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 it it just feels older. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it's it has like that younger person energy. And I I assume because I've only seen Friends. I've like I said I've just seen one episode of Seinfeld that a lot of that has to do again with the jokes and the hu- yeah. the, the style oh. of humor. Oh, Seinfeld has such different humor than Friends. Um although like it does kind of like opt for like the normal like sitcom joke, like they'll make like old film jokes. And like references and recreate scenes and stuff, and it's just like no twenty-year-old is gonna get like a joke to the end of the Graduate, or um, get know who Russ Meyer is or something like that. Um, and it's it, it's there's something about it that it like has like an older person energy to it, which I'm totally here for. And yeah, I think that's why I kind of like it a little more, in my opinion. I am really excited when you start getting into Cheers and MASH and when I start watching Seinfeld because I think we can get some great just conversations on oh, yeah. on stuff because the history of sitcoms, are it's really fascinating to it's see how so they've progressed and the differences, how different humor can be. Oh, yeah. And sitcoms are the greatest example of, of uh, that. Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, it, it really does, like, show how, like, yes, it the format is pretty similar for most shows in general. But, like, it's all different. It depends who you have writing it and starring in it and, how, like, who delivers the lines and, like, who, yeah, comes up with these ideas. It And it it's so cool. It is. I will also mention, I'll finish up my tel- TV shows. I'll just mention them. I've watched the first five episodes of One Punch Man. <laughs> have you seen One Punch, TJ? I have not seen a full episode, but I've okay. seen clips. Yeah. It basically, for those that don't know, it's an anime making fun of other animes and superhero yeah, films it's so and, funny. and shows. It's hilarious. It's so good. It's, yeah. And not, I haven't watched much Cowboy Bebop lately, but I'm going to finish that up because I'm on the home stretch. How, uh, what episode was the last one? I'm on episode 17 right now. 17. So uh, I have. Okay. Seven yeah. more left, right? Or 17? Nine. Nine, okay, nine left. 26. Yeah, and I've said this before, I can't talk about that show enough, It because so I good. was, I think I like it more because I was a doubter. I wasn't actually a doubter, but like, I you, was, it was new to me. Yeah. And I was, th- when you were hyped up and everything about it, I was thinking, well, it's just, I mean, it is an animated show, and like, okay, and I'll just watch it. Yeah. And then there was the episode, the first episode with Vicious, and it hit me how good the writing and everything <laughs> was. So and good. I just had that mo- realization of like, where, holy oh, shit. <laughs> like, this is literally amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. I remember the first time I watched it because I was like, I've always heard about this show for ye- like years. People love this show. What is it? So I just kind of threw it on. The first like two or three episodes, I was like, okay, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then like, I, th- I yeah, it was like, that that ballad of broken angels episode and i was like oh my god yeah this is <laughs> literally up there with like the greatest just television stuff in general it's so cool yeah yeah i then i come back to like the first few episodes now and i'm like how did i not pick up on how freaking awesome and the this theme is, is unbelievable mm. 
It is so good. Like consistently, there's themes that I might like more, but if there was a theme that I could go back to and just listen over and over again, it would it would be the Cowboy Bebop theme. Oh, it's so good. And that never gets old. Um speaking of the Cowboy Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop. TJ, do you want to explain to the audience what or I don't know if this is the transition you were going for. I thought you were going for this transition. Do you want me to continue speaking or do you want to speak? Uh, what, what were you going for? Oh, your thoughts on the live action because we're talking about television shows. Yes, I just finished it. Okay, okay. Part We were on the same, we were on the same yeah. wave, wavelength. Um, so I finished it, what, for Thursday? Friday? Uh, that sounds about right. Um, yeah, it was the same, same day as what started Squid Game. Uh, yeah, I finished the Cowboy Bebop remake. <laughs> It sucks. It's bad. At first, I was like, okay. It's... You were going to give it its fair shot. You told I, us. I, I did. You said that on the podcast, too. I did. I I gave it a fair shot. I watched it completely all the way through, where Emerson watched, like, two episodes, and he's like, I can't do this. This is hot garbage. And that's totally fair. It is. It sucks. Like, it is bad. There are some good things about it. Like, I, uh, the guy who uh, who's a... Uh, Spike, who uh, John Cho, yeah, he's Sulu in Star Trek, he actually he does the best out of everyone. Um, he's obviously trying. I mean, everyone is obviously trying, but like, I think he like makes it like the best. He he's like actually like cool under pressure, and he has like he does kind of have that like, like Spike energy at moments, and he's like that's pretty cool. And uh, some like the writing isn't all awful. Like I like how um. The, there's one episode, I don't know if you've seen it, where it's a jet goes to, like, uh, look into an old case that he has. Uh, is this this in the animated? Yeah. Have you seen that one? Mm. I, I think the episode's called Black, Dogs, Black Dog Serenade. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, that's all I'll say. Okay. Um. So he looks into this old case, and that, that's, like, his arc of the episode. But, like, for the new one, they just, like, uh, Spike and Faye... Are supposed to like do something but it's essentially they spend like 40 minutes just sitting around and just talking and it's honestly kind of cool okay because they like actually like do the writing between them pretty well of course it dips into its stupidity but for the most part it's honestly not awful um and i, I, I that was one thing i like weirdly enjoyed that but the rest of the show <laughs> boy lordy it took <laughs> I, I th- I'm surprised I survived as long as I did. <laughs> I texted my friend and I was like, how am I doing this? I, I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. Yeah. And she's like, I applaud you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, so is it just, it's the writing or I'm getting, I'm, I, oh, okay. Okay. I'm okay. Through that. Yes. The writing is bad. They, um, they try to spruce up some of the episodes in like weird little ways. Not, not the worst idea. It's better than a one-for-one one remake. But goddamn, some of the choices they make are so hilariously bad and stupid. <laughs> um, and it just honestly makes, like, something that was so cool originally so boring. <laughs> like, um, there's the, ep- like, the second episode of the show is, like, this guy's trying to take uh, the dog, Ayn, and they make it so boring in the remake. And I was like, what is happening? This should not be as boring as it is. It's this is like one of the most fun episodes of the show. It was yeah, it's not great. 
and like they have like this unnecessary like need for Faye to be like swearing every five seconds and it's so annoying because you can't like formulate a normal sentence and i was like interesting stop <laughs> she you're making her so annoying and hard to like um the effects are bad that's one thing i'll say the cgi the cgi is hilariously bad um everything looks very out of place every essentially the best thing i can equate it to is remember that scene that um uh, we were talking about for no way home where it looks like it just looks straight out of a video game. Yeah, yeah, that's like every scene. It's bad. There's, a, there, I mean, that's a that's hard, a little harsh. Some aren't awful, but that's most, if not <laughs> wow. every scene. It's oh, <laughs> wow, especially like the ships. They're so funny. Um, I think the one character I hate the most in this show is Vicious. He is his character arc in this sh- in this the remake is so dumb. It's essentially the same plot he has in the original, mm-hmm. but it's just like the guy who plays him is just like so over the top and is like isn't fun to watch. And I found like myself checking my phone every time he came on screen because I was just like he's so boring. <laughs> I was like, why? How could this happen? And like he has one cool action scene towards the end, but like other than that, he's just like, mm, I don't, I don't like these people. Why am I around these people? I'm just like, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> you're not fun. I want the original Vicious. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, not all the action's bad. Most of it is. Most of it is. I, that, yeah, that's that's like the whole thing about the show. All right. Like, most of it is bad. There's a few like occasional like gold, like little gold like nuggets here and there. The rest of it's utter dog shit. <laughs> oh my God. It's bad. Okay. I cried when I finished it because I was like, not because the ending scene is actually awful. I think it's one of the worst movie scenes I've ever like seen in general. Like it is. Wow. It's um, oh the ending scene for the season. So I can save anyone who wants to watch the remake. Is they finally introduce Ed. Um, and Ed is the most annoying little kid ever. Like Ed inherently, I mean, he's he's just a loudmouth and he he's he's a bumbling idiot. Ed's the he's a little kid. The little kid that shows up. Yeah, he's the hacker in, like, kid. Season, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, like halfway through, he's he's like, but like in the show, they like they know how to balance him out and like where it's like his like stupidity like balances. Yeah, you know he's being annoying, but like, but it's it's funny. It's, it, yeah, it, it just makes and it makes sense. Yeah, they, like yeah, they they build it so well, like into scenes. Yeah, it's not this. It is so bad that that was the scene I showed Emerson uh on a phone call and it emotionally broke him like he did not talk for like 10 minutes he was like i am done jeez <laughs> and he was like i was like you all good buddy oh <laughs> uh, and i i watched it what like three times now and i hate myself more and more every time i do mm-hmm. um but i need to rewatch the original to regain my sense of humanity <laughs> or else i swear to god <laughs> that's, that's understandable <laughs> we're we're not having a fun time. <laughs> That's understandable. Oh That's understandable. So in other words, TJ, I need to lock you up so you can't hurt yourself. Pretty much. <laughs> or don't commit a crime. Yeah, I, I, I was not having fun towards the end. Oh, um, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. That sucks. I ha- yeah, I held out hope. I tried. I gave it a shot. I, yeah. That's I all guess I that's all you can do in the end. So. Yeah. 
I, 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 I got farther than Emerson did. That's true. And cool. So Cowboy Bebop, I want to be, I think I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Go All ahead, right. TJ, with the rest of your stuff. Yeah. Um. Here and there, I've just kind of been watching uh, Way of the House Husband, which is so funny. It's kind of just like <laughs> I throw it on because I can. Uh, I started The Witcher season two. I got like two episodes in out of eight. I've been meaning to like sit down and finish it. Uh, it's pretty good. I think it's. I don't know how to describe it to the first one because I haven't seen the first season in two years, almost ish. Um, it's been a hot minute, but uh, I think I think it's pretty good so far. Uh, Henry Cavill kills it as always. Uh, the it, for a Netflix show, it looks amazing. The action's still super fun. It's super weird and like it really encapsulates like what makes The Witcher awesome. Um, yeah, that's pretty much that. For, I, I I haven't got much farther into it because I, like I said, I haven't finished it at all. I'm like a fourth into the season. Uh, speaking of new things, I started Squid Game. I'm currently three episodes in, and I can see why people liked it. I sheltered myself from this show because I was stressed with homework all the time and had no time to start it. I honestly just had no desire. I it's honestly, I'll, I'll watch it at some point. But. Yeah, story wise, it's nothing special. It's, I mean, we all know the story at this point. I think the the cool thing about it is the way it's made. Like it is, like genuinely really cool. Like the way that like they direct all the scenes, of, like all the, uh, the guards moving around, and they like they're also like wooden and like they're honestly like really menacing. It's really cool. Um, and like the way they like use colors, it it. it it's like a it's like a scary Wes Anderson movie. It's awesome. Interesting. Like they use like pastels for like everything. Hmm. It's cool. Um and like the look of it's really cool. Um there was something else that was like super cool about it. Oh, the editing. Like the way they shoot and edit everything. It's so cool. Um like there's one sequence where they're all waiting for like a car and um yeah, like the way they cut from like everyone or to everyone like and like it's so cool i think it's like it's one of those scenes that i was like oh my god why why haven't i watched this sooner because it, it's it's so well made then again i have like six more episodes of it left so i don't know if it's gonna jump off the deep end or if it's gonna get like really really good mm-hmm. i know one of the episodes of like coming soon is like really good interesting um but past that, I'm I'm enjoying it. I can see why people liked it. Um, uh, little John, uh, who's been on the podcast a few times, uh, I texted him about it because he he's like it it's overhyped, but it's it's good. And I was like, I completely agree with your statement for what I've seen at least. All right. Um, yeah, because all my other friends are like, watch it, it's so good. That's all I've heard for like two months, <laughs> maybe three. And the the amount of memes that have come out of the show. Oh my is god! Absurd. It was. It is insane. Insanity. Yeah, I. I don't even know. I I avoided most of them. I think I I just saw a lot of the meme formats. I didn't see anything about the plot because I I'm surprisingly still unspoiled for a lot of it. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I mean, same here. I don't know. I know a lot of the, like the basics of the games. Like uh, as soon as one started, I was like, oh, I know immediately what this is because uh, part of the, I mean, it's, I think it got memed the like 
the first one, like everyone knows. The, is the one with the girl, the wooden or the girl that has her head that, that yeah. spins, right? Yeah, everyone knows that one at this point. It's become like so popular and iconic and like 2020 culture. Um, that one and the second one, like the, the first two are like immediately, like as it started, I was like, oh, I know, I know this. Like it didn't kill the vibe, but because I didn't know how it turned out, but I was like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I've had that experience where I've had some scenes in Breaking Bad that, as I've, as I've said before, that have been slightly dampened by yeah. social media. Uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, Hawkeye and Cobra Kai, which we'll talk about some other time. Actually, I've made the executive decision, if TJ agrees with me, that we'll just oh do it now. Finish this episode with just television shows oh. and what movies we've been watching. Okay, I'm here for if, it. If you're here for it, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Um, I guess before we we do those, so we both finished them. Uh, Book of Boba Fett. I'm caught up. You're caught up. I'm caught up. Okay. So, oh, at the t- as of the time let's of- oh. list. Let's just list our movies that we've rewatched recently. Okay. Because I have a lot of them. Yeah, I'm just gonna list mine. I think m- mine's is just literally Elf for Christmas. Speed and Butch Cassie and the Sundance Kid, which we're going to talk about now, not this episode, but next episode. One. All right. Yeah. I have a hot list. Okay. TJ. Uh, Go I saw, for it. I saw Don't Look Up in the Theaters with my friend. Great movie. It's a great satire. I can see why people are very divided on it. Very funny, though. Uh, Gone Girl, one of the most viscerally uncomfortable experiences I think, I think I've ever had. Uh, very a movie good. that also gets talked about a lot on social media. So good. I can see why. It is absolutely amazing. Uh, Love Actually. Uh, called a classic. Uh, it was it was okay. It sets up a little too much. Who's in that one? Uh, who's not in this one? Uh, Hugh Grant, uh, Colin Firth, Alan Rickman. Um, oh, God. Why am I forgetting everyone now? <laughs> I'll pull it up later. I'll tell you later. All right. Uh, I rewatched the first Matrix thinking I was going to watch the rest of them. I have not yet. I'll get there. Uh, High School Musical, Christmas Vacation. Oh, that's right. That was me as well. We watched that together. Yeah. Uh, Edward Scissorhands, The Dark Knight Trilogy, Fight Club, Butch Cassidy, The Proposal, The Wolf of Wall Street. I rewatched When Harry Met Sally. Uh, Actually, we watched a few of these. Um, And Traffic. Got it. Yeah. Very cool. That's a lot of movies. Yeah, I... Went ham. I, I really did. I had nothing to do over break. I I, I sat in my room a lot. <laughs> well, hey, I have no movies, social life. <laughs> hey, well, you know, watching a lot of movies, who can complain? Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, exactly. There you go. I mean, I I, I I've, I've expanded my movie collection, so I'll get I'll watch a lot of those soon. That's cool. Yeah, it's very satisfying having. We've talked about this having the physical copy in your hands. Oh my god! Did I send you my my new uh? updated yeah list. i w- i didn't respond to it because th- it was followed up by you saying you were covid free yes and then i didn't i so i missed that but yeah i just saw it earlier today and i was gonna look at that so yeah yeah oh um, I, well i took a, a slight glimpse at it you added a lot it looked like yes um so I, I i have a little list on my letterbox of everything i have physically and some of them are like digital stuff like well like i just have it in general um but i added a bunch to my collection is I'd, inception was that physical or i have it on amazon amazon 
yeah, I have a few that like I've ran- somehow randomly accrued through the years. Okay. Like I don't even know how I got Inception. Like <laughs> it just randomly appeared on my Amazon one day and I was like, what the hell? I didn't buy this. And then one of my family was like, I didn't buy this. <laughs> I was like, then who did? Hal 9000 is real. You heard it here first. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was an interesting one. Like I bought like Napoleon Dynamite like five, six years ago, randomly. Some of like Ferris Bueller. Uh, I have La La Land digitally because my family has the actual copy. Right. Uh, Jason Bourne. Some stuff like that are our digital, but like everything else. I got like a bunch of criterions and stuff. Cool. These last little bit. So cool. Cool. All right. Well, let's talk about the shared television shows that, Oh yeah. And recent television shows we've been watching. Okay. I'm deciding whether we should talk about Cobra Kai now so I can rage now or rage at the end of this podcast. What, what should we do? Go now. Okay. I did not like the season at all. I, I, well, Okay. I'll say I don't. I did not like this season. I'll leave it at that. It was my least favorite season. I will say that straight up. It just it raged me because a lot of the stuff and the vibe that we got from the other three seasons it was was there. completely eradicated. It, 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 it felt like, really weird. It it's it's like there was no um there was nothing left of of those prior three seasons. I I I, I there were I think there were moments of it. Of, like, where, like, Danny and uh, Johnny are talking to each other. Like, some of the, like, especially early. I felt like when they were, like, trying to learn each other's, like, stuff. I, that felt like classic Cobra Kai to me. And I was like, okay, I'm here for this. And there were some, like, a- like when the, like it turns into action scenes, that felt like Cobra Kai. The rest of it didn't really sometimes. And I was just like, oh. I... I- I see where you're going. I agree with the Johnny and Daniel stuff. Yeah. But I disagree with the action stuff when it came to the tournament. That, I, I, yeah, I was going to say. So, that so changed. Yes. I, I will say I did like the tournament at the end. I liked that Hawk beats the shit out of, um, what's his name? Robbie. I was so satisfied with that. I... I never really liked Robbie to begin with. I always thought he was a little shit. And so, fi- like, was finally seeing him get absolutely whooped brought me so much joy. Um, and I'm honestly glad that, like, Tori wins because to- Tori's honestly not that bad of a character, in my opinion. Because she's one of the best characters she's in the one, show. She's one of the best characters. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad she wins over Sam because. I think Sam's a little shit as Sam well. Is an, Sam, Sam is annoying. Sam, Sam is, I think Sam is. is the most annoying character in the show, in my opinion. I, I've i never really liked her. I've always thought she was annoying. Um, and literally, Tori calls her out for it. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, and I, I think they really turned up that she was annoying in this last season. Um, there were parts where it's like she honestly does have some merit, where she's like, you know, maybe maybe, maybe just learning one like, karate thing isn't the best idea. And I'm like, okay, you're not wrong. But, like, everything else where she's just, like, a constantly an asshole to Tori. And I'm like, she did not deserve this. She is doing her job. Mm-hmm. Especially with Tori, you know, having to have a job, you know, to support her whole family yeah, and like, stuff. And Sam just being an absolute, you know, Yeah, and I was just like, a-hole. on. <laughs> it's, not, it's not, like, fun to watch at this point. I was like, you, Sam terrorizing Tori is not fun. No. 
Um, but my okay. So my whole thing oh, is yes. The end feels like a soap opera. I feel like this show always felt like a soap opera. I I I, I think this I disagree I, to a certain extent. I I think I disagree ha- with that because at the end you have. Oh, randomly, Miguel has to go to, like, Mexico. What what the hell? That that was dumb. What? Like, he's going to Mexico. Because he can. Because he can to meet up with his father. That's like soap opera. Oh, yeah. Well, well, yeah, I I think this show always felt soap opera-y in general. I think this and Fast and Furious are, like, the pinnacles of this in my mind. Um, Where they just bring back characters because they can. And they, like... Um, I had some other point, but like, I think, yeah, I think this is where like, it really truly turned into a soap and I was like, Jesus, like the Um, the dialogue is just bad in this season compared to prior. It had its moments. It had, didn't have its moments most of the time. Yeah. And the Carrie Underwood thing. That was dumb. What was that? It was so, what was that? I think it was just because like, oh, Carrie Underwood's a fan of this show probably. (laughs) We can get her in, call her agent, something like that. It would... Here, here's the here's my thing. So, yeah. and why I bring up the soap opera stuff because before it was it was excessive. Obviously, no teenagers are going to go through this. Oh yeah, well, but yeah, I think that's like the point where it's like if, if it's supposed to feel a little soapy and like that's where like it, it, it like. It's going to go, like, kind of get extreme for no reason. Right. But this season turns it up even more. Oh, it's bad. And it makes it bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the only actually th- actual thing I really liked from this season was like, the way that, like, uh, Terry Silver gets so unhinged at the end. <laughs> Watching him, like, emotionally break down was the coolest thing ever. And I was like, this show needed it. I needed a, like a crazy ass villain out of Terry Silver. Cause like, don't get me wrong. I love Kreese. I think Kreese is a great villain. He's one of the best characters in the, in Karate Kid franchise. Oh yeah. yeah. Like oh, this, like, yeah, the whole series. He's awesome. Kreese is, I mean, Kreese is awesome. I mean, he's like, you don't have Karate Kid without Kreese. No. Um, but like, tr- like having someone that's like absolutely insane it a kind of fit in with like the idea of where the new season was going. And it also like, it like added the, like there's more kind of happening. And I was like, I, I, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, I love, I, <laughs> I was not expecting Terry silver to absolutely destroy stingray in that one episode. And that I was, like, was, that was yeah. a good stinger. And I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> that was, that was good. I was that like, was good. Yeah, and then, for, from a TV yeah. show perspective. Yeah, the way it like, and the way it carried over and stuff like that—that that was cool. Um, yeah, least favorite season, easily, easily. I, 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 I again, the they you brought you comment you talked to me about this when cheesy. we were when we were well, yeah it was cheesy. It's like as you pointed out, other teenage television shows from netflix it is it's just a t it's yeah it's just at this point like it's dumb it's i'm excited for more because i mean i just love cobra kai yeah but like at the same time i'm like oh no Uh, i think i but i do think that that um 
that that was like the big outcry from the season was why does this feel so cheesy? And I think Netflix has kind of heard that it was cheesy before, but it was masked by it wasn't. Awful. It was masked, meaning as if it, it was still crazy, but it felt still a little bit more down to earth because of, like I was saying, the the dialogue and just the, like the character dynamics that they had before, yeah, and that kind of stuff. But with this season, that kind of all just goes to crap. It does. I didn't love this season, Mm-mm. Um, and the whole um, who's the who's the black guy, the black kid, the young kid that fights that has an issue with oh, Daniel Larusso's um, son. Oh yeah, I, re- I remember who you talked about though. Why did we need that that arc? Um, I didn't. We didn't honestly, need that arc. We, I, I I actually honestly didn't mind it because uh, a it's just a, it's it's a good turnaround of the original Karate Kid. And that uh, Daniel Daniel's kid is is the new Johnny, yeah. And like, yeah. Well, and then like, and then um, uh, it's supposed to be like a, a new emotional arc for Robbie because he sees himself kind of that he's a kind of an asshole. That's he, true. He, like it, it's. I think it's supposed to serve other plot functions as well as being kind of a callback, <laughs> like a, like an homage to the original because that's practically what it is it is the emotion it is the original in modern times but they're switched for um for uh well but miguel had that though in season one no but this is like a direct rip like it is like like it is like tried and true like you watch like most of those scenes and they are like the same yeah like the even the way they frame like the the scene where he, they're running away or like uh-huh. where, where the little kids running away, like the way they frame like the like the the shot of him like jumping over the fence, it is the exact same like like all the way through, and it's just like oh my god, it's it 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 is just them ripping out the originals like ideas and like repurposing them a little bit. Mm. It I honestly didn't mind it as much. I think it I I I think it fit in with the kid like the little kid or Daniel's kid's character. Because he was always a little shit as well, uh, and I think it was just something. It, it was honestly something for it to give the Daniels kid something to do. Because it, it he, gave him, yeah, okay. Well, it, because I mean, he's the only like loose end character that like has been there the whole time. Also, the movie starts in thirty minutes. Um, Iconic. The, he's the only character that's been there the whole time who has not done a single thing other than nag, and then. And I think it was just like, all right, we need to do something with this character because nobody actually really likes him. And so we have to either A, try to redeem him or B, lean into that he is a total asshole. (laughs) One, I didn't think we needed Daniel LaRusso's son to have his own thing to do. I thought he could have just been what he had been the seasons prior, which is he kind of shows up here and there with those snarky remarks to to Johnny or whatever or to whoever's there. I didn't think we needed a thing with him. And then, like I said, yeah, okay, maybe not... Miguel's thing might not be tried and true, but it is essentially what Daniel LaRusso went through in the first... I mean, yeah, it's... You know, I I think it's... Karate kid. I think it's just supposed to be like a mirror effect kind of thing. And then another thing, I'll, I'll mention this one thing. I know we have to go. Soon. And then we, we can maybe jump to Hawkeye real quickly. Briefly mention that and then go. It, it took away from the buildup of this holy tournament that we were going to have. That's I, what I think, that's what season three set up. Yeah, I think the whole it, season did that in general. 
I think by the time I, I watched episode, I think even before I started the season, I knew who I was going to find. Or I, I knew who I was gonna, how I was going to like end. And that's one thing I didn't like about this season was I already knew that the good guys were going to lose. Because I was like, there's no way there's going to be a season five without it. And honestly, it just seems too climactic for like for it to be like, oh, no, Cobra Kai is going away in like in this endgame esque style. And then, oh, no, another season's coming. It's obviously they're going to lose. It's I mean, it's it's like go. Yeah, it's 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 like learning Infinity War had two parts and then knowing the end of Infinity War. Like obviously they're going to lose or like something bad is going to happen because I mean, there can't be two parts without it. Um that kind of thing like and yeah, it just took away from the whole like oh god, we have to beat Cobra Kai kind of thing. It took away from that so much and I that's another reason I did not like the season. It it, it just it, I think immediately I was just like, I was taken out of it. The, when they got their whole like, you know, training, you know, dry fit shirts and stuff that Cobra Kai's did. That looks so, that was so cheesy. It just like, it totally threw me off. It, yeah. I think like everything you, in this season threw you me know, off. You know, like their, to- their normal geese looked way, they look way better. They're just what you expect to see. And... Yeah, I don't know. I just, I will say I did like Terry Silver. I, I liked him before in the third Karate Kid movie. Oh yeah, he's the, like the best part. Yeah, I liked him before in the third Karate Kid movie, and I like him still in this. Yeah, and Johnny Lawrence still had his flavor. It was unfortunately it was ta- it was toned down. Yeah. It was it was suppressed. Yeah, but it was still there to a certain extent. Yeah, some characters are still very much them. Uh, I feel like Crease has still has like his Crease esque moments. Crease has the best. So he, he has the best stare, like oh, stare yeah. and and grin, uh, yeah. unbeatable. Yeah, I mean like the way that like him and Johnny Silver bounce off of each other like all season, and like the way that like they like the divide grows, and like stuff like that, like that, and um the way that like jo- like Johnny and like some of those characters, they're they're still awesome in the way that made them awesome, and I was like, okay, I'm here for that. Everyone else isn't great. <laughs> Mm-mm. And, yeah, the Daniel LaRusso, Johnny Lawrence dynamic was still good as well. I thought it was fine. I think it, I think towards the middle, it hit that point where I was like, oh, come on. I feel like you've already done this like six times where it's like, maybe, maybe, maybe we're not so different. And then it's just like, where I, I was expecting it to be like, no, they would actually like come back together. And learn maybe we shouldn't like do grow apart again. And then they grew apart again, and I was like, "God damn it!" Yeah, you've done this every season for the last three seasons. Mm-hmm. Stop doing this arc. It's not original anymore. Of because like they did it at the beginning of season three. They I know they've done it tons of times before, and just like like their ideals and stuff. And I was just like, "Come on." Mm-hmm. I think that was one thing that pissed me off the most was like they did not need to break up the group again. That is true. I agree with that. And again, like I said, I overall I don't really like this season. Um, I thought, as I mentioned, but I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I just think there's too much to 
ultimately, to summarize it, I think there's stuff that they brought in that had no right to be in there in the first place. Allah, that story with Daniel LaRusso's son, I felt like that didn't didn't need to happen, and they could have. Because again, ultimately, that arc finishes with him sort of semi doing well in the tournament, and then really nothing else. You do bring up the Robbie point. Well, yeah, because that's like the whole ending scene with Robbie is like. I train this kid to be a mini me and I hate that. I hate I hate seeing myself in this kid. But then again, that whole thing is framed in the cheesy teenager yes. Netflix style well, yeah, thing like, which yeah, that's the whole point. I I I mean yeah, I feel I I mean in my opinion, in my opinion, it may be kind of harsh, but the style that I've come to love with the Karate Kid movies and the first three seasons of Cobra Kai is diluted by a lot of the comedy bits and um, environment that Netflix has brought in. That's just my opinion. But I will say I I did like this more than the Karate Kid three. Hmm. I don't know. As a movie, like as something, I did enjoy it more. I think I I. I I don't love the Karate Kid 3 as a movie. I think it's not the greatest. I do enjoy parts of it, but I think most of that movie is not great. Yeah, I don't know. I think I like it more just because, again, it has the style that brought me into love the Karate Kid so much, which this season definitely does not have. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think my main gripe with that movie is it's just, A, I don't like Daniel in that movie because I think he's really whiny. And I'm That's like, fair. Shut up. <laughs> Maybe if you actually listened to Mr. Miyagi from the first place, you wouldn't have had this whole movie. And um, like I, I think that movie is just like stilted. Like the writing for it is so stilted and annoying because mm-hmm. everyone is. I, I there's something about it I just don't like that much. Yeah. Um. But the action's cool, and Terry Silver's cool. All right, we can agree to disagree. Yeah. Anyway, I, that's Cobra Kai season four. It's We're, fine. It's yeah, I I think it's a little. I don't think it's as good as I don't think it's as good as you think it is. But again, we agree to disagree. Yeah, I I, I think the common consensus is it's definitely not the best season, but it's it's not completely awful. I think the end put a really bad taste in my mouth with the whole going full soap opera with Miguel going oh, to. Yeah. To Mexico. I, I thought that was the stupidest shit ever. I know. I, I and, and Johnny I being laughed. like, all right, I'm going to go save him. I'm going to go follow him. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I I don't <sighs> Um. Anyway, that's that. Yeah. We can maybe get into it more later, but we do. We are on. We are short on time. Um, Let's give because what TJ, when does the movie start? 6.30. 6.30, right. 25 minutes. Okay, let's give a couple sentences on Hawkeye and Boba Fett. Okay. For Hawkeye, it's my second favorite Marvel show they've come out with yet. I do... The buddy dynamic is great with between Kate Bishop and Clint Barton, and the action is is cool. Yeah. Uh, I think this has the best... It has the best action scenes, in my opinion, for Marvel shows. Uh, it's definitely not my favorite because... Um, I think it, Loki's still my favorite show, let alone my favorite thing from the face so far. Um, I, 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 like you said, the buddy dynamic between the two is great. 
and I think I it, every like character has their moment in the sun, and it, like it, it has some cool action and all that. I think my only gripe with this show is the ending for Kingpin, because I thought that was the dumbest shit ever, and I did not like it. Um, because you're bringing back one of the biggest comic villains only to off him in the course of 50 minutes mm-hmm. in the, and I get that that scene's straight out of the comics, but God damn it. I want more Vincent DeFario. Wait, that killing is when yeah, he gets that's, killed. That's from the comics. Yeah. It's, it's like ripped straight out of the comics. Oh really? Like the way they frame it and all that. It's super cool. Um, I'm guessing we'll probably see more in the echo show. Um, or, hopefully some other marvel show because I, I kingpin is like the best marvel villain in my opinion he's one of them at least okay he's so great in uh daredevil and he 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 doesn't hit like the like quite the peak of like what he is in hawkeye but like still i it's awesome i love it um i can start both with it i guess yeah i'll also say what was i gonna say i was gonna say something all right go ahead boba fett Oh, one last thing about Hawkeye is Yelena is still good. We love her. She's a queen. Yeah, the Yelena and uh, Kate Bishop bit. It's I think so you funny. commented it's very reminiscent of something like Out of Heat with oh, yeah, Pacino. The, the, yeah, there's the one scene. In not the, the same. Obviously, not the same, you know, vibe, vibe, but the way they similar circumstance. Like that, yeah. You know, uh, it, yeah, that's an episode five. Um, yes, real quick, Boba Fett. Um, I'm liking it so far. I like that it has, like, what makes Mando awesome, but also shifting it to get, like, for its own vibe, kind of, um, and, like, it's not, like, about bounty hunting or protecting Will Grogu. It's about, like, a backstory for Boba Fett, which is much needed, because, uh, I mean, in film stuff, he has no backstory, which is kind of sad, because he's, like, in the Legends stuff, he is the coolest character ever, and they need to expand on it. Um, and we get to see more cool Tusken Raider stuff. That too. Which have always gotten a bad rap. Yes, because they, have. they we've only seen them from other people's perspectives. There, yeah, they always they're always the forgotten bunch because they don't do anything in the movies, at least. Um, and then, but yeah, like like I said, they it's it's it it's still really cool action. And it looks great, and uh, I forgot where I was going before. Dude, that Wookiee in episode two. Holy oh, crap. Yes. I'm that so guy excited. looked freaky and scary. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. I, I'm also glad that it's, it's going to expand on, like, gang stuff and Star Wars. Syndicate stuff? Yes. Um, and, like, I mean, I mean, it's just... It's all. I feel like it's all the people who made Mandalorian just having fun with Boba Fett, which is so cool because Boba Fett is awesome. Yes. All right. We have to go. So only thing I'm going to add is people don't think it's going to be Ma- the Mandalorian. It's not. It has its own vibe. It has its own thing. <laughs> don't review this this show with. based with the filter of Mando. Okay. Yes, don't. Yeah. I mean, it, it it is similar in some respects, but in the grand scheme of things, it is not the same show. No, it's not. All right. This is kind of a quick ending, but we got to go see Star Trek, The Wrath of Khan in theaters. We're looking at the poster right now in the, in the yeah. podcast room. And we will catch you on the next episode of the Manic Movie Misfits podcast. Peace.